it's no intro. I had something great that I was going to say. Yes. Something like really interesting. It was going to be one of those like, you know, patented out of nowhere. What the hell are you talking about? But then it turns into a great point type of things. Yeah, sure. I don't think I can vamp any longer to try to oh, no. spontaneously come up with something. Okay. Uh, but I forgot what it was. I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that. There's a lot of pressure, but it's on you now. Whoa. Um, I, wow. I don't know. Um, it's... Uh, uh, Me, Mario? Um, yeah, it's me, Mario, and I I feel bad for Leonard Cohen because his <laughs> song Hallelujah is just being used for some really It's everybody's crappy song things. though, isn't it? It's not yeah, It's I not know. his song anymore. I guess, but beautiful beautiful song and being used for crappy movies and nefarious horrible horrible excuses for a president so you if, know if you don't <laughs> if you're Zack snyder and you don't come out and say anything th- then what and it, you shouldn't have to no and he's not going to he's not going to but he he as to somebody, be fair, he used it first as somebody who i am not sure about this guy uh-huh isn't he didn't we figure out somehow that he's his favorite book is the fountainhead and and all I, this sort I don't of thing. know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the yeah. case. But no, that doesn't put him, you know, in like a, a the Trump camp. In fact, no. it should put him very far out of it. But things being the way they are, we don't know. No. And so it would be really great if. And we talked about this where on just enough trope last week. I can't remember, but we okay. have addressed the why, oh, why, why Zack the... Snyder just get. A new eight-track cassette of something. Oh yeah, we talked about for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yep. But yep. how it's not about that. About how it's a statement mm-hmm. from him. Yes, I'm back, baby. Sure. Yeah. It, as far as it, it, it's. I think it's a much deeper statement for Zack Snyder than it would or could be for Trump. And he didn't yeah. pick that music. His campaign did. And maybe somebody yeah. in his campaign thought, oh, it's. People are going to be saying hallelujah when they get four more years of Trump. It, it might have gone that Show me deep. who. It might have gone thimble deep. Yeah. But since it's your f- favorite song and now when I hear that song, I just think of Zack Snyder's tribal tattoos. Yeah. If you own that song now <laughs> from a cinematic perspective, you know, I'd, I'd expect to hear you tweet something. I can hear it. I can hear him typing right now. Just see a tweet from him like, huh, well, all right. You know, or just like being interviewed as I'm sure he's being, you yeah. know, in post-DC yeah. fandom. Just say something like, yeah, that didn't work out great. Or, or just, you know, I'd like to hear something that I would consider positive from you. But yeah. because I don't have any faith in you, and all this is directed at Zack Snyder. I know it is. I know you're not talking to me. <laughs> I'd much rather beat up on Zack Snyder than Donald Trump. Uh, because I haven't heard anything and I don't expect to, that's, uh, that's just not great. No, it's not. It's just more disappointment, honestly. And like, yeah, I don't know. Ugh. I, I don't want to see a blue, naked Donald Trump, a Dr. Donald Manhattan. No, put, no, put it, don't put that on Dr. Manhattan. Put it in, <laughs> in, in Watchmen, the remaster. No. 
Oh, gross. You see, I've got a lot of powers. Ew. Uh, some people say they're the best powers. I read something that, like, it was talking about the RNC and, like, talking about how... Oh, no, this isn't a political show. I know it's Go not. On. But they were, like, saying, like, that all the speakers were talking about how horrible it is and how we want four more years with all this guy in charge. All the speakers who are biologically related to the president or married to people who are those yeah. speakers yes i was just just double checking yeah. yeah all right great well anyway before we go any farther into the realm of politics let's probably just talk about our films that okay. we're talking about for today you won the toss for like the 20th time in a row and so we're talking about your film first what film did you pick um i picked charade it is it stars is it um, charade or charade because I think it's charade, but I think both main characters in this film would say charade, oh, don't you? <laughs> probably. I could see that because they're fancy. I've had enough of this charade. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was charade. I don't know. Um, but stars uh, Audrey Hepburn and uh, Gregory Peck. And um, uh, so this was on my list. Um, I, I'm a big audrey hepburn fan and i was sitting there thinking like i think she is super classy and i just really like her but i'm i after viewing this movie give it all away give it all away no i'm not gonna give it all in the intro give it away no i'm not gonna give it all away that's what you do no will you let me talk would i let you give it away fine go ahead i think a lot of that stems for um from my love of uh the film my fair lady specifically so, um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Which should have been Julie Andrews. <clears throat> yeah, you think you told me that. Um, she got back with Mary Poppins, though. Yeah. She got him back. Yeah. Um, but, so, so yeah, this was on my list. Why don't you give us a brief... Oh, th- okay, sure. I'm throwing it to you. <laughs> uh, Regina Reggie Lampert is a, um, I don't know, she's a bored, uh expatriate american expatriate yeah uh and she and her husband um she doesn't really know what he does he's secretive they don't really get along yeah and she's she decides she's gonna divorce him at the beginning of the film Mm -hmm. before she can pull the trigger on that she finds out that he has been murdered and thrown off a train in his pajamas yes and uh the french police want to know what uh what connection she has what she thinks is going on with it uh she's approached at the, his funeral by three different characters, yes. tough guys, mm-hmm. uh, who all seem to know her husband. And she's also uh, has a bunch of run-ins, uh, chance meetings with a character, uh, I won't even give you his name because it don't matter, uh, played by Cary Grant. Oh, Cary Grant. Why did I say Gregory Peck? Because that's Roman Holiday, but that's okay. Um, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, and so over the course of the film, she <laughs> is uh, alternatingly threatened by these men and begins to fall in love with uh, Cary Grant's character, who becomes sort of a sidekick or co-conspirator of hers. They all want the money. It turns out that Charlie had a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, that they all want. And a lot of money is 250 grand. Wow. U.S. dollars. U.S. American dollars. Right. The lowest stakes I can think of. Yes. Um, And, I mean, I won't, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about the film, but if you haven't seen it, you know, we're not going to go blow by blow through it, so I won't ruin anything else. But let's just say Cary Grant's not who he thinks he is, and people start dropping like flies, Mm -hmm. flies who are wearing pajamas. Yes. It's charade. Yeah. The best Hitchcock movie that Hitchcock never made, according to... Somebody who needs to take their med- uh, medication. 
Wow. Adapted from Peter Stone's short story, uh, The Unsuspecting okay. Wife, uh, adapted by Stone himself, and remade in the early aughts as The Truth About Charlie. What? With, with uh, Tandy Newton and Mark Wahlberg. No. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, I bet that's awful. Tim Robbins in the Walter Matthau role. <gasps> And probably some other, probably Common is one of the heavies. I mean, it was a little too early for Common. It's probably too early for uh, Common, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> it's always too early for Common. <laughs> should get that as a t-shirt. Um, <sighs> Why give them the yeah, yeah. exposure? Um, <laughs> wow. Um, so I was really looking forward to this film, and I feel like it started off really well, fairly, fairly strong. Uh, but I got to say, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping I would. And maybe that's me being kind. Um, I think that this movie, this movie tries really hard to be very clever and witty and funny. And there's a lot of back and forth and like banter between the two leads, which is fine and I don't mind the, the, the plot like twists and turns, and that's cool. I'm fine with that. It's a mystery. We there's all these twists. Cool, fine, awesome. Is it cool? Yeah, this is what I absolutely what what kind of to me made the movie go to a, a halt. Um, I don't buy the romance like at all. I don't understand. Um. I don't think this is giving it away like you like you said he's not who he says he is at the very beginning and we find out multiple times he's not who he says he is. What I want to know and is And it's like why does she think she can trust this guy? When he shows up in Paris and on the Champs-Élysées like okay, we understand at that point that he's got some connection to trying to find the money, but why do they meet at the ski resort in the first scene? Was he already he was on? Following her he was already thing? sort of yeah. ahead of the game and and yes. like you know checking into her. Yes. Okay. Well, still. That's what I. That's what I think. And um, yeah, I just, I just don't understand why she would trust this guy. And then like. Well, he's Cary Grant. And I she's don't in, care. And like, she's into to mature dudes. Yeah, but you don't really know him. You don't even really know his name. And then... It's Carrie Grimm. <laughs> yeah, but then you're talking about, like actually about being like really serious with each other by the time the film is over. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, they've known each other for like a week, two weeks maybe. And, and, and I can go along with like, you know, suspension of disbelief to a certain point. Like I, I know like every movie, like, you know, how long is it, you know taking and yet characters fall in love and and oh now we're going to be together forever okay fine whatever but but this guy like he misleads her i don't even know how many times i just don't i don't buy it yeah interesting uh i stanley donan is is you know he's a celebrated director he gave us so many things you know singing in the rain and um funny face and seven brides and mm -hmm. just you know he's just you can't criticize him all that much um and i think the directing is good here but yeah. we're at this weird i guess it only the budget was only three million which isn't really all that much even for a film in 63 but it's just like they went yeah uh here's a couple flashlights this is like 
I was thinking like I'd never seen this film until now, but I'd seen clips, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that movie that looks like a TV show. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, all the lighting is super well. harsh. Even in you're in a hotel room in Paris. Why are you casting gigantic shadows on the wall? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. And it's not his other films aren't like that. So I, it was just sort of like, yeah, we're just gonna like shoot it as best we can. That's I a guess. good point. Like <laughs> singing in the rain is like beautiful. Yeah, like the the cinematography and the lighting is fantastic. In yeah, that. but I don't know. I just it, maybe in just this early '60s, like it was just oh, just wash it all out. Is that is throw that a bunch of lights on it? Realism? Were they trying to make it gritty? Is the movie gritty? <laughs> I don't know. The movie does a lot. It does. You know, we go from people being well. I guess they're somewhat comedically murdered, but like we, it's a it's a story about murder. Yeah, it starts it starts off that way, like before the credits roll. Yeah. The guy is murdered. And yet yeah. we've got like, oh, somebody's pointing a gun at her. And it's clearly like an adult hand, not a child's hand. But it was just a water pistol. Which, by the way, I don't know what water pistols were like in 63. But first of all, this water pistol would get him shot on a playground. And second of all. I know, because it was too realistic it's got the it's, it's like a fire hose. It's got the best pressure and uh, and uh, water amount. It gets amount. her face so wet. I know. But then it's, uh, you know, you've got comedy like that. And then you've got comedy like, oh, Cary Grant's going to take a shower in, in a suit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, you're just throwing everything at the wall. It's, yeah. It's yeah. so broad. It's very broad. At times. Also, I want to know, <laughs> how did so how did they turn 250 grand into three stamps? Where'd they get the stamps from? The whole point is that the stamps are rare. Converting money into stamps... You have to have the stamps. Like, who had the stamps? That's Did they a go to three question. stamp collectors that had? Give me I don't a know. give me a stamp that's worth a hundred grand. That's never explained. <laughs> All we know is so so the money was from World War Two, and they were supposed to, it was like what like uh, Nazi gold or something like that. I think I don't know if it was Nazi gold, but it was given to them because nowadays it would be Nazi gold. In fact, right. in the truth about Charlie, I'm sure it's it Nazi, Nazi gold. gold. Yeah, but no, this is just like relief money that they were given to take to like the French resistance and they just cashed it out. They, they, they buried it supposedly. Yeah, I and think it was like, in gold, but yeah. it was, I, I don't think it was just cougar ants or something like that. Right. And then like, uh, Audrey Hepburn's dead husband went and got it. And then like, apparently this is what you well, and you I were talking the whole about. Plot, this. But if you have like a comment, no, well, well how, well, how that. is it like, like uh, his entire possessions are worth, Exactly. Oh the no! Same the fact amount. that it isn't—it's not like he was sitting on the gold. Right. He wasn't sitting on a quarter mill for like twenty Safe years. Safekeeping or what have you. He spent all the money. He spent all the money, and it was lived, also the had, same. Lived a life. Yeah. Had a had a uh, uh, apartment in the uh, the most high scale uh, right. uh, arrondissement in uh, in in Paris. Yes. And then when everybody was on to him, then he auctioned everything off and it all came to exactly 250,000. Yes. So I, I don't know. But somehow didn't sell the apartment or rent the apartment out because she was able to get in and there weren't new people. Yeah, Anyways. no, the real estate, I guess, was worth nothing. Even I though guess. that real estate would be worth at least a million. You would think. Or more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then get into your pajamas and off you go. Everybody yeah. dies in their pajamas. Is it's this, weird. Is this it's a joke? It's very strange. Is this I know. supposed to be a joke? I know. I think it is kind of supposed to be a joke. And then we see the the police officer talking to Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant and they're in their PJs. And he was like, you know, after a murder and he was like, I would change out of my PJs if I were you. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> is that what he did? He did. Yeah, more or less. I mean, he didn't laugh like that, but yeah. Well, but he was like, where were you, sir? And he's like, well, I, I was in bed. Yeah. And she's like, oh, so was I. And he's like, well, I guess I'll believe you because no one else would try to tell a lie that insane. I like, know. You two were banging. I know. <laughs> Which I think they, you know, they can't say in 63. But no, no, they can't. Probably being heavily implied. Yeah. I, um, yeah, this movie tr- does a lot. It is a. It, it does. It is a romantic, uh, funny suspense thriller, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just like, yeah. I mean, it's not impossible, but yeah. Um, isn't this just Roman Holiday though? I actually was reminded of Roman Holiday while we were watching it. Only she's you know? not really lying to him in Roman Holiday. No. No, in Roman Holiday, yes, she's. She, he doesn't know that she's. She doesn't know that he knows. He that knows she's that she's the, the princess, princess, but she's not right. telling him. That's right. That's true. But otherwise, it's. Kind of similar. It's mm-hmm. you know, they end up in a. There, it's a whole genre. I guess it still exists today, but just of the. Ah, oh, it's just another you know movie with kind of a semi stock plot, or but it's in the it's in old world Europe, right? You know what I mean? It's and then the city or wherever it is. We're gonna have like a chase through through the through the subway through the right. metro, right? And then we'll be you know hiding behind columns later on, and I. Saw so Roman Holiday. Give me the money. Of, right. <laughs> you have to give me those stamps. Yeah, I know, right? I'll kill you. <laughs> Great. Um, I um I saw Roman Holiday a couple years ago and was kind of like disappointed by it. I think I <laughs> wow. I, I enjoyed it more than this. It does not but... like classic films. No, that I. How about a remake with Vin Diesel? No. In the Cary Grant role. No. And a Lamborghini in the. <laughs> <laughs> in the Audrey Hepburn role. No, I don't want that. Oh. I'm just saying, I don't know I don't know why I feel that way. I guess I just I just wanted more. I want I want the writing to be stronger and um I don't I don't know. I I don't know. I just didn't really enjoy it. Well, well, um, as long as you have only that to say, then I guess we're all right. <sighs> Think we can fill another 10 minutes? Um did okay, I can. I could fill an hour. Is her being hungry it is that code for horny? I don't know. She's not satisfied by her marriage. Yeah. And we meet her having like all the bacon and eggs that they have at this at this ski resort. Mm-hmm. And then as the movie goes on, she's She's like Brad Pitt. She's just eating in every scene. She's eating in like every scene. They have her eating in like every and scene. And somewhere near the end, I don't remember if it was like the dinner on the boat or some point, but at some point she's like, you know, oh, I don't like you. I've lost my appetite. And then he's like, no, it's it's just this. And she feels a little better about it. She's like, oh, I could eat a horse. He's like, yeah, I think you ordered one. Like there, it just seems like when she's more inclined to be amorous with him, she, then she's also, God, I've got to eat some stuff. Oh, I guess I didn't make that connection. I wasn't sure. Um, <laughs> there are so many levels in this film that you are not aware of. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell me what I'm not aware of? Um, why? <laughs> and then for a movie that's like, uh, if they were married, they probably have to sleep in separate beds. But then she's like, "Is this heroin?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I know. She, I don't know what 250 grand worth of heroin looks like, but it's probably more than fits in a, a tooth powder container. I know, I know. It was weird. <laughs> but it's such a weird left field thing. And then he's like, hmm, yeah, minty heroin. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. think that. Why don't you just shut up? That's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, let's talk about the stars, if nothing else. Of course, Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn are in it, and they're great. Uh, yeah. Walter Matthau, who yes. I feel like he's played a heavy or two before, right? But not usually. Uh, it's perfect for a movie that also wants to be a comedy, having him play uh, yes. you know, the heavy yeah. bad guy. Um, George Kennedy, a guy that you would... He's like one of the ultimate like that guy character actors. Which one was um, he? He was uh, the the guy with the hook. Oh, okay. And um, he was very menacing and scary. I thought. Yeah, although I don't know if they were just shooting it weird. I felt like he had, had fake teeth, but I guess he has kind of. He weird might teeth. have had anyway, fake teeth. Uh, but yeah, but he you know Oscar winning actor for Cool Hand Luke. And then has I've just actually been, never seen that. Maybe I'll put, it on, put your that list. on my list. Yeah. And been in a ton of other stuff. And then, of course, he was um, the police captain in uh, The Naked Gun. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen those movies, but yeah. Um, okay. And and also just, uh, you know, he had, uh, played the role on uh, the police squad, too. Oh, okay. All right. Very nice. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, James Coburn, of course. Um, play Tex. I liked Tex. Probably Tex one of is great. Yeah, um, that's just uh, we got to get you turned on to to James Coburn, and I'm not sure how to do it. Okay, the Flint, Flint movies, obviously. Yeah, because I know we, you and I, we have a certain penchant for um, weirdo '70s sex symbols, and he's he's the next guy that has to go on your list. Oh, okay. He's, Besides Elliot Gould, he's awesome. <laughs> And uh, Donald Sutherland, yes. And Donald Sutherland, I do love both those actors. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're gonna love James Coburn. I can't, okay, can't wait okay. till we get that going. Okay. Um. Yeah, I like how the kid was all like, "Are you a real cowboy?" He was like, "I sure am." That kid was. Uh, so it is what it is. <laughs> Not great. Uh, precocious. Irritating, irritating. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see your line. See it now. Um, oh, it's over there. <laughs> Great work. Here's a bonbon. Uh, uh, music by Henry Mancini. I know that name. Uh, good. Um, just uh, I will give the music some props. Um, hit up with that crazy kooky uh opening credit sequence which was kind of i guess should have set the tone for the movie right and i was watching and i was thinking is this this isn't saul bass it'd be a little better if it was saul bass but it's uh uh what's his name um i don't know uh mancini well no no not mancini henry mancini is the music guy i'm maurice bender okay uh, but like we just see a guy get get who is murdered and thrown off a train in his PJs, and then we get this like, and I'm like, what are what are we watching? What yeah. are we in for? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so that should have been the first clue. Um, I don't know. I wish I. Uh, I'm I'm mad that I didn't like this more. <laughs> well, take it out on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why should I take it out on you? Because so we can have some content. <laughs> Why? What is wrong with me? Why don't I like this more? I don't know. Why weren't they Nazis? Oh, the, the I know bad that guys? we're only like you know, yeah, not even twenty sp- years out of of World War Two. That might but, be part of it. But why weren't you know? It's their her husband is secretly a Nazi. Again, I'm telling you right now, the truth about Charlie is he was probably a Nazi. Probably. 
Uh, although it's too, it's not a long way away from World War II, though. But like, why aren't they just all Nazis? You know, Tex isn't a real Texan. Who, who cares? Uh, her husband was like, you know, a secret Nazi. I mean, he's going to Venezuela at like the beginning yeah, of the true. film. That's true. They would just all be Nazis with like Nazi gold, right? Yeah. Well, th- yeah, they were Americans, but they were like evil. So I don't know. Um, I like that he has to explain to her what the CIA is. Yeah, and then she calls it the CIO later. Yeah. That's a joke. That's the a joke. AFL. Well, well, that actually made me wonder, did people, everyday people back then know what the CIA was? Well, James Bond <laughs> books have been out for the, since the mid-50s, right? So, yeah. I mean, at some point, in 63, Dr. No's already come out. A bunch of things have already come out. Like, you know, Felix Leiter, the CIA. People have to know who the CIA is. Okay. Don't you think? I don't know. That's why this movie made me question that. I thought that was the truth. So I was just like, okay, you're an expat and maybe, you know, you don't read the paper every day and you're not like up on what's going on in like government and politics and that sort of thing. But how do you not know who the CIA are was kind of my thought. I guess. I don't know. And if you are a guy who's going to, you know, smother uh, text with a plastic bag. Why not wait till the job's done? Oh, 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 I see what so you're saying. So he has the time to scratch dial into the carpet. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, when did he, like, wake back up or something? If you have use of your finger, go pull, tear a hole in the plastic bag where your mouth is. Oh, that's a good point. No, it's not. Uh, you don't think so? <laughs> These are just dumb. No, come on. Who cares? Oh. These are just nitpicks. Oh, well, I mean, but if you do have the strength to write somebody's name, you shouldn't, shouldn't you have the strength to tear the plastic bag i don't know that actually makes me think maybe yes you have to grind your finger into the carpet or, or whatever yeah um, maybe math just didn't care he's like oh he's writing dial on the carpet <laughs> he would have he would have that's right written it or he like signed it for it me yeah right right <laughs> i gotta get my stamps do you think because they 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 show besides hepburn eating a lot math is the one who's also eating do you think that he was like, I have to sell that this is my office, and the way that I will do that is not only call for my secretary, who's not there, um, but also show her a picture of my kids, who aren't my kids, and also offer her food and wine that I pull ready-made from a closet yeah, just somewhere. In, in, in a, what? In a cupboard, there's just a basket of Nobody sandwiches. Nobody thinks that's weird? Like, wouldn't you just have them out on the ta- on your desk Chicken already? or liverwurst. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real, uh, that's a real Oscar move there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's all I got to say. Yeah? Although, in researching or just uh, looking around about this film, um, I learned about another film called Paris When It Sizzles. From 1964, Whoa. which is Audrey Hepburn and William Holden. So <laughs> it's, I don't think that there is a, a, like a murder spy aspect to it, but it's like, I just want to see how Audrey Hepburn just being rotated between all the like the over, uh, uh, overaged, uh, <laughs> middle-aged uh, I think that's, male actors. That, that's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... I love her her wardrobe in this too. I thought it was great. Do you think that she had? <laughs> she had those two suitcases, but like, how much is in those suitcases? I know, Tardis I know. Suitcases. I mean, like dresses, hats, you name it. She had everything. Um, 
and I know she was known to be fairly fashionable. Do you think that she had an influence on like what she wore in films? Possibly. Or, or, or did they? They just made think... a point of of saying that you know her all of her wardrobe was by uh, Givenchy, so you know uh... it was she was kind of a close horse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. Wait, oh. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say <laughs> I, I think that Cary Grant he it seemed like he kind of was letting his hair go gray a little bit in this film. Do you think? Terry Grant? Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. But he looked he looked good. It looked good, I thought. Well, I mean, he doesn't really have a choice. Yeah, like, well. That's a lot of that's a lot of Vitalis or, or uh, uh, <laughs> Grecian just, formula. Just Grecian formula. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. All so. right. We're done. <laughs> Let's talk about the film that I selected for this show. It's a pair of films from the 60s. Yes. Uh, the one that I picked was from 1968. I believe, and okay. it's called The Lion in Winter. Yes. Now, you tell people what The Lion in Winter is about. Um, the Lion in Winter it, uh, takes place in, it follows the royal family, and it takes place in England in the 1100s, and uh, King Henry, it, it's over the Christmas holiday, and King Henry um, needs to basically choose which of his three sons is going to be the next in line for king. Right. Um, he, throughout the, the film, he kind of wavers one way or another. Um, also, his wife, who they, they are estranged, he has her imprisoned uh, in a... In a separate castle um is also there and they are making each other miserable also his mistress is there and he's threatening to marry her to one of his sons and everybody like, like you do. What, what was that like you do yeah like you do uh and everybody is miserable and making each other miserable um it's king lear meets virginia wolf pretty much that's a good way of putting it thank you yeah excellent um virginia wolf there you go. That's from the sixties, right? Yeah. All right. Well, some some future show. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's I more guess or less it, okay. right? <laughs> yes. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Nineteen sixty-eight. <coughs> oh, you Peter got that? O'Toole, Catherine Hepburn. Yes. Anthony Hopkins. Yes. A little tiny baby Timothy Dalton. I know. Uh... Who, by the way, this is probably one of the most celebrated. This is probably one of the best films we've done on the show. Probably. Um, doesn't matter yes. what you think of it, and you can tell me in a second. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, just a classic based on a play from around the same time um, adapted by the author. Uh, so hit, hit nice. play on Broadway, goes to hit movie in um, Hollywood. Well, I, I think they did a good job <laughs> at the adaption, which we've talked about other plays that were adapted in the film, and it doesn't always go super well. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. And so, uh, Catherine Hepburn, this is the year that she won Best Actress, but she split it with Barbara Streisand for Funny Girl. She split it? Yeah, they were tied in votes. I don't think we would Has ever... that ever happened? Well, I think after this, they, they t- took steps to make sure that that wouldn't happen again. But uh, Did she win for this film? Yeah. Very nice. But uh, she won the year before, too, for Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. So. Oh. <laughs> So come at me, Babwa. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and just a classic film uh, based uh, on you know uh, a version of probably what happened in real life. Um, 
King John is, of course, uh, the king that will be giving Robin Hood so much trouble. Yeah, uh, and Richard later. was off on the Crusades. Right. Well, <laughs> Richard, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't overlap. Like, Richard, you know, died and then John became king. Oh, but John okay. In the Disney... exercised a lot. Yeah, well, and in the Kevin Costner, too. But right. John exercised a lot of power. Uh, at home when Richard was away, but he wasn't, like, really king. Gotcha. The king thing is weird because they keep talking about the other Henry in this, um, the the oldest son. Yeah, I don't died know how old he this was. This year, the year that 1183, when this is set, is when he died. Oh, and really? And he was crowned, you know, the, the young king, basically, or like co-king. It's something that they, that they used to do when they were huh. worried about issues of succession. Um, when you've got... You know, three or four very powerful sons who are all kind of have their eye on the thing. You just yeah. go, this guy's the guy. Yeah. We're going to be co-CEOs. Sure. And Henry would stick around for, for a while after yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, he um, he died. And so it sort of threw all of this into Do a little bit of chaos. Do you know what he died from? Great. Qu- what a great question sorry. that I don't have the answer to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, he probably died from uh, being rebellious because, you know, uh, Eleanor is in uh, jail basically as the movie starts. Yeah, and she and um, Henry the Young King uh, schemed a lot against Dad, and so well, she schemed with just about all. Of there her was children, a little bit yeah. of rebellion going on, gotcha. and so um, they were trying to um, sort of put things to rest and get rid of the estrangement uh, around the time that um, Henry the Young King died. But um, that's what we got. Gotcha. So, yeah. So that's where we are. Um, everybody hates each other. Oh. Um, I kept thinking of... Uh, I've seen this a couple times. I kept thinking of Arrested Development memes while <laughs> watching the film. Yes. I don't care for Jeffrey. <laughs> I think that works really well. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, it's Nobody a, seems to care for it's Jeffrey. It's a... Well, yeah. I'm not sure if every sun maps perfectly onto a no. blue sun, but it's uh, awfully close. Um, it's a little weird situation to have uh, the king's girlfriend be engaged to just about everybody at one point in the film. Yep. Yep. Um, this is like one of those things where, and, and this still kind of exists, but I just think that maybe, I don't want to go, old movies are better, but very few films today care about crafting dialogue the way that this does. Oh my God. Does. Just Amazing. Like I so I I've seen this once way back in high school and I remember liking the film but I didn't remember a whole lot about it. I think my favorite part of watching it in high school was the character John because he's ridiculous <laughs> and he is he is like a caricature and I, I just was like, Oh my god and you're you know, I, I just like I can't even handle you. But but just watching it this time I really appreciated the dialogue a lot. It is so clever and so witty um charade wishes it was this witty like um charade's pretty witty i guess i just i just didn't it, there's a lot I, of good jokes about how this small woman eats a lot of food yeah i, I know <laughs> but but i i just you know it's it's written really well um the characters i think are really well defined um they play off of each other really well um we they, talk about some of them yeah <laughs> Um, Just before you get to the end of your review, I'm and we've not, got 15 not, minutes left. I'm not ending the let's, review. Let's break it down a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, Catherine Hepburn is is amazing. Um, she's... it. 
What what blows me away about Katherine Hepburn is that yeah. she's like the real deal. She's and an there amazing are a lot actress. Of, and there, yeah, but if you go back to like the Philadelphia story, like there, yes. are, there are a lot of actresses who are like, "Hey, Joe, what do you know?" And when yeah. movies were just like that, yeah, and then we get to like the beginnings of. I mean, this is still in the historical drama Camelot sort of yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. area, but like when we get into sort of the American New Wave, and it's like, no, you're gonna like, you know, you. You're going to scratch your butt and you're going to – the naturalistic Brando you know, acting, you know, things are going to be different. We're going to need, like, naked emotion from you. And she can just deliver. It's not like she's just, like, an old-timey actress. Like, she no. could do everything. And yes. she remained relevant, you know, throughout her career, which was kind of cut short, unfortunately. But, like, yeah, I mean, she's just – she's she's it. And, and in a movie yeah. where Peter O'Toole is also just, just slaying it. Yeah. And Anthony Hopkins is doing great. I still think that Timothy Dalton should have gotten like a nomination or something, but I think he was too gay for people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They have this whole subplot, yeah. which I think in, it's, you know, I think as like uh, his historical studies have gone on, people are like, he probably, like these two probably weren't in a relationship, mm-hmm. but scholars thought that for a while mm. because they were close because there were other sort of rumblings about Richard, you know, having both male and female uh, lovers. Sure. That he and it became like headcanon that he and Philip, number two, like had a thing. Right. And so this movie steers into that. And it's, I think it's done sensitively. Nobody's mad yeah. that anybody's, you know, gay or bisexual no. or whatever. No. But when you, you can't nominate a guy for playing a bisexual, right? You know, put that on TV. Well, give him an award. This is the thing that, like, that bothered. I mean, this is you know his point of view of what happened, or at least how he told it to um, to the king. But he's being manipulative. I know he is. He he's basically saying um, that Richard took advantage of me when I was a young boy of fifteen. Is basically what he's saying. Well, fifteen is you know you're not really a boy in medieval times. You're a man. I guess. There's no statute of limitations. Yeah. Or not, uh, I know. Whatever. I know. But but he that's what he insinuates. So it's like, you know, and then like Richard, <laughs> so many great lines in this. Like, so like Philip, they all go to Philip's room in this one, at this one scene. And um, <laughs> thanks for derailing me. Sorry. Trying to talk about homophobia. You no. want to, you want to tell a tapestry joke? I, I just want to tell it really quick and then we can go right back to it. Yeah. Uh, moments pass. Hey, I, I just, you know, can we hide behind the tapestry? That's what they're for. I mean, that's a, that's a great line. They all know how to hurt each other in the best, like oh my family way possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have, she like she loves uh, twisting the knife that she might have like done it with his dad, yeah. <laughs> Which we don't we don't know if it's true or not. No. But we but we know that uh, it's important to her to see him suffer, and so that's going to be the party line, whether or not it's true. Yeah. What What do you do? You think that she? I mean, I guess she says this essentially, but do you think it was really all about rejection for her? Like she really loved him or at least wanted him to love her and that's what motivated everything because that's a real petty regressive female motivation for something it's hard to <laughs> yeah i i don't disagree with you i yeah. think it's hard to say because everybody in this i'm trying to think 
I don't know that anybody is ever completely honest the entire time. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody's manipulating everybody and saying what they want to get, you know, saying something to get what they want. So it's hard to tell. Sometimes I feel like she really loved him and she's really upset about this and so she's going to hurt him. But other times I think that that's not the case. And I wonder, you know, they talk about their past and I wonder if they were ever happy besides right after they just met and started when they shattered the commandments right on the spot yes exactly besides then and like they started having a family like did they just start drifting apart right away were they always kind of awful with each other were the fights always kind of vicious did that sort of develop over time um you know and he he says you know you were beautiful but he never really says that i love you or i loved you you know, um, well, I mean, the power of sex is constantly on display. Yes. In this. And that's ballsy for 1968. You know what I mean? And it's rated PG. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's rated not, PG you know, for adult visually racy. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are treated to a visual picture of Eleanor, you know, when she was with... Uh, uh, Philip was it Philip the first the French king and no Louis, Louis. she went on crusades with him yeah he dressed her her uh, courtiers in Amazon, Amazon garb and 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 rode horseback stripped to the waist yes you know and she almost died of windburn but the troops were dazzled I know <laughs> and then like later she's in her room talking to herself. Yeah, but she's then again, like, but it's another thing about vanity. You know, she's yes. looking in the mirror and she's like, I got my jewelry. I'm pretty. Yeah. And then she's like, she's like, holds up like this necklace and she's like, I thank you for my, my breast, but it would, it would horrify it the would children or scandalize the children. the children. Yeah. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's like, wow. Um, but you get the feeling that they, I don't know. I feel like regardless if they ever really loved each other, they definitely really care for each other. Well, they, yeah. Don't you think? Because even well, like mean, it how ends, it ends. It ends. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. But I just, I, you know, it's it's weird because it, it could just be we're all characters with historical characters' names. And then we're going to, it's kind of what it is. Like and we're going to just do, you know, a Virginia Woolf type mm-hmm. thing where it's like we are bound by family and by our um, obligations as uh, rulers, administrators, and so those things push us apart. But there isn't, like, there's a there's a weird amount of detail towards the historical situation. It doesn't just smooth over that part so we can get to the good lines, like, I'm vilifying you for God's sake, pay attention. Yeah, right. Uh, that's all, like, a big part of it. And you have to kind of, I mean, you don't have to. You can just sit back and enjoy the, the wash of, like, amazing acting and the great lines. But yes. you, you have to kind of pay attention to the maneuverings. You know, okay, so this person's going to be with this person, but I want it to be this person. And you got the three sons who are all going to mom being like, Mom, I want to be king. And she's yeah. like, all right, we're going to take care of this. Right. And then we do the, the fake-out wedding where he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to marry oh my, my girlfriend to Richard. I, I know. Like, was he actually going to go through with it? I don't think he actually was. Because it doesn't I think go he's through. Calling with their bluff. But then, yeah, but then later it's the biggest bluff of all because he's like, ah, I had you the whole time. Man, it's great to be king. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm really winning this thing. And it's like, Henry, you are just cruising on your own supply here. You know, <laughs> you think that you are going to win this thing, but you don't know that you are. 
<laughs> but you can't you can't show anybody any weakness. Well, let me ask you this. So he like at the end of the film, he's like, I'm I'm gonna you know you know basically says to Eleanor, his wife, I, I, we're, I'm getting remarried. I'm going to go ask the Pope right now for an annulment, blah, 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 blah. You know, and like he wakes everybody up, gets everybody ready. We're doing this tonight. We're leaving tonight. Yeah. If the king's off his ass, nobody sleeps. Right. Yeah. Which is another great line. Um, but uh, do they actually, I mean, they don't go that night. Do they actually go to the Pope and get married and get an annulment? I don't know. Well, but okay, within the within the realm of this story, oh. does that happen? I don't know about. Real I don't life. think it does. Okay, because he's he's strung her out for this long. He promises everything to everybody, and I feel bad for her, honestly, Alice. Um, like, I mean, yeah, but she, but she. Got, speaking of Shakespeare and King Lear, which they call out at the beginning of the film, yes. let me tell you about a man named well, King Lear. Honestly, but what, isn't so, it better to call it out right away? Do you, so it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Uh, James <laughs> Goldman thought so, um, but he uh, he he goes to uh, Alice. Yes, which is not it's spelled differently. Like, it is, but it's Alice. It looks like Elise or something like it's A L. There's well, she's S's. Yeah. There's S's and and, she, and he's like, all right, we're gonna do this thing. Let's do it. This is what I want to do. And she's like, okay, well, you know, you have to kill your sons. And it's like, whoa, Lady Macbeth. <laughs> Where'd you come from? I know. You're supposed to be this sweet little lady, but she she makes a very good point, which is that something the the question of timing. Um, Henry's worried about his legacy. He's worried about dying. He's fifty, which I, know. I guess that's not that old. But he does say that he's like the oldest guy he knows. Um, and so there's this question of timing. Like he needs. That's why they they don't talk about this in the, in the play, but that's why they made Henry the young king. Because he was worried about his legacy going forward, and he talks about all these decisions that he's going to make that won't take effect until he dies. And mm-hmm. so he'll never see the outcome of those decisions, so he wants to lock it down and make sure he makes all the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And so he's worried about that, and that's why we have this crisis about, like, you know, he, he feels like he's raised John the way that he wants a king to proceed, and so that's why he's his best, even though... Yeah, Richard likes fighting a little too much, but Richard is a, a much stronger figure, and nobody wants Jeffrey to be king because nope. it's just the rebirth, rebirth of Machiavelli, who actually hasn't been born yet, but don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> nobody wants that, and so no. he's got all these things to worry about, but then we bring in this new angle, which is, whatever you do, if we have a child, a son, he won't be, you know, he, he, he will be in single digits when you die, yeah. and then I'm screwed. Because one of your three kids is going to come out and, like, kill him and do who knows what to me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm uh, being a little cold here, but you got you to gotta kill your kids. Right. Or just leave them in the dungeon forever. Well, I think it's interesting, like you said, that, like, here she is supposed to be, like, the sweetness in person and she suggests this. But when he was telling Eleanor previously, like, just before the scene, that this is what he wanted to do, she told him. She flat out told him. Your sons are not going to let that happen. They're going to try to kill your new kid. Right. She did tell him that. Yeah. But it's like, it didn't, I don't think that reality sunk Coming in. from Eleanor, though, it's like, all right. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And right. when he heard it from Alice, he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. So it's like, how do we wrap this up? Family knife fight. I know. <laughs> in the basement. I know. He pulled the knife on me. He's got a knife. We all have knives. It's it's 1183. Uh, that was a great line, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um I would say that, like, y- you can't 
unless you're going to do like, you know, historical fiction or magical realism or whatever, it kind of has to end the way it does, which is nothing really happens <laughs> because everybody goes on with their lives until other things happen in real life. Mm-hmm. But so that was like the one kind of disappointing thing to me is that it definitely reaches like an emotional climax. But the emotional climax is just a mirror of a climax that we've seen two or three times already, which is Henry and Eleanor scream at each other. They both accuse each other of like forsaking them as a partner or whatever. And that's just kind of what the last scene is too. So it isn't like anything like really new or no, no, you're right. Well, and then like, I kind of, did you get the sense maybe that you are, you just said this, that they didn't really know how to, to end it satisfactory i think so, they knew how they just thought this will be the the biggest argument they have but it's like they've kind of had these well but i mean like when the... he says goodbye to her on the boat oh and yeah then like oh we Yay! are laughing <laughs> we are having fun but they're happy now because drama recharges their electrolytes yeah weren't right the thing starts off and everybody's like, no, oh, I don't know. It's just winter. And then they get them all together. They throw sparks off of each other. And now they're ready to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Take on the world from my imprisoned castle. Um. <laughs> There's great candle continuity in this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I liked that the candles had Roman numerals on them. So, like, you could tell, like, how. Ostensibly to, that, count, like, how to long? count off the, the hour. Uh, okay. Right? Okay, that makes. That's why sense. I'm saying that there's good continuity. Because, there is. Well, let me tell you why, because you don't seem to understand. Because this all happens over the course of like a day or two, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that the long day when they're all up late at night and they're going to Phillips and everybody's at Phillips Place and they come out and then she's playing with the jewelry. These all happen in successive hours. Yes. So by the time they get to Phillips, it's 11 p.m. and there's a. I don't know if they would do this, but because I guess you don't do 24 hour time, but whatever. There's a, you know, the, the candles down to uh, XI or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I guess they switch the candles because later on we go <laughs> to Eleanor's and it's back to III. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. They probably didn't do that <laughs> in, in real life, did they? I don't know. It seems complicated. It does seem complicated. <laughs> seems like. Very rigorous uh, timekeeping for your candles, but what? What time is it? Uh, it's it's one a.m. I'm here to change your time. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, like you're you're at a restaurant and they come and they put all the like the little votive candles out, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. whoa! It must be uh, <laughs> it must be dinner time. Yeah, right. just started. <laughs> yeah, it feels kind of like that. Um. Yeah. Um. What I thought else the, you got? the the costumes I thought were cool. Um, realistic looking. Um, and, uh, I think that they, I think that they introduced the sons really well. Um, I think you got like a pretty good sense of who they are from their introductions at the beginning. Like, um, uh, Henry is doing a sword fight with, uh, John and it's going okay at first, but then like John basically... Does, does John lose or does, like, Henry let him win? I don't even remember which it is. But, like, it, it John just looks goofy. And he's like, oh, you did good. You're going to be a great king. And it's like, really? This guy? This is the guy? <laughs> you know? And then we see Richard doing, like, um, Lansing. And, like, it's not enough that he knocked this guy off of his horse. He's going to, like, he's about to stab this guy. And he might have just killed him if his father hadn't sent somebody 
to summon him to right. the yeah. castle. Yeah. And then we see Jeffrey, I don't know, just swarming some troops. I don't even know what's going on there. He's just looking smug on a, you know, a <laughs> cliff. Yeah, right. You know. So, I, I don't know. I think that set everybody up pretty well. So Yeah, there were, you know, um, I don't know how much this cost. Actually, I do. It was $4 million. Wow. Man, budgets were not a lot back then. No. The lighting, in and they're shooting in castles, real castles, by the way. Yeah. The lighting is so much better than charade. So we see where the million <laughs> went. It also might have went to a couple horses because there are like huge like scenes in this film, like huge battle scenes. Yeah. Well, there's one huge battle scene. And then you don't, sure, when you're just talking to, um, to Eleanor or something and it's Henry, um, I don't know. That could have been on a set that didn't have to be in the castle necessarily. But there are all these. What was the dog budget on this film? I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. There were a lot of dogs. <laughs> there were so many dogs. So many dogs. But there's all these courtyard scenes and you've got peasants running around doing stuff. And they got the, the banquet scene and there's like a hundred extras. And so they really well, went all out. Yeah. Like that scene at the end where it's like chaos, complete chaos. And like Henry's like, I'm going to go to Italy. I'm going to see the Pope. You know, there's so many people in that. Like... <laughs> Cooking and cleaning get and the prepping, chickens and get yeah, the, everything. Get yeah, the dogs. Right. You pluck that chicken. Pluck it faster. <laughs> yeah, just keep plugging. <laughs> yeah, they um they really uh, went for it. Mm-hmm. They did. <laughs> how, do, how do we run out of things to say about this? Film? I don't know. I I really um I just was reminded. Like I I just I really enjoyed this film. Um and. Uh, just fantastic acting, really well written, uh, great story. Um, like you know, like you said, a little weak at the end there, but I did kind of find myself laughing at the "ha ha, we are laughing" part at the end, even though it's like, <laughs> wow, this is ridiculous. But here I am laughing at it. What did you so. think about this? Is a good question. What did you think about uh, uh, O'Toole uh, mm-hmm. playing Henry? Yeah, and being. Almost thirty years younger than than Catherine Hepburn. I don't know what the age difference was between Aquitaine and Henry in real life. Although she was already the Queen of France, she probably was older older than him. him. Yeah, Yeah. but Um, uh, she's playing her age. She might be playing a little younger than her age, and but he's playing. He was thirty six, I think. That's pretty young. So yeah, how old was Anthony Hopkins in this? Um, I wonder. That's a great question. Um, He's about the same age as Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, very young Anthony Hopkins. I was trying to think when I was watching this if I've seen him in a role younger than this. I don't know that I have. I, and I know he's somebody. I've always heard that he's somebody who who found fame later in life. Yeah. Here he is in this huge film that has been lauded for. A very so it's not like he was just doing the theater for like decades and decades of his life and then you know stardom he he was doing stuff so of course yeah i mean he wasn't doing this was like his second movie i think so okay sure i mean he did come to movies you know later in his acting career sure but he were i mean he was in he played Claudius in Hamlet in in '69. Sure, yeah. So he um, opposite. Um, oh my god, I don't. I, know. I can't remember who was. I think Marianne Faithful was in that one. 
I can't remember who played Hamlet or or, or what, but um, but yeah, I mean, he's been working like consistently since yeah. the late sixties. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I knew that that was true, but I, for whatever reason, I I don't think that when I was in high school, I realized that was Anthony Hopkins. So I didn't know that like he actually was was in films prior to you know like say right before or Silence of the Lambs. You know what I mean? Like he's been doing this a really long. He's been doing films. Maybe he wasn't like a big name before, but find the longest way to say that. Oh, you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was like forty, I think, when he played um, C.S. Lewis mm. in Shadowlands. Never so he... seen that. No, no, that's not not forty. He that was that'd be sixty. No, it'd be late fifties. And the point I'm getting at is, like a um, Max von Sydow, par example, yeah. he's somebody who has been playing old for a long for time. For a long time. Gotcha. Until he became old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are certain actors like, that are like that. that um, you sympathize? Well, I always got the old But roles. you don't look old. That's the strange no, thing. No, once I started acting with adults, I started getting leading parts yeah. as an adult. <laughs> right. But in a world where carpenters are resurrected, anything's possible. <laughs> um, pretty much it. Have you got anything else to say? Um, no, I, I definitely recommend this film. That's all I have to say. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, we're going to be watching more movies in the future. And please continue to join us. And until then, lay it on them. Uh, stay healthy. Be safe. And uh, wear your mask. That's it. <laughs> I guess that's I mean, those are good. That's good advice. But... Um, uh, I what what am I supposed to say? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you just say something clever. So we can um, something clever goes here. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> a real Gracie Allen over here. I know. All maybe, right. Maybe that should be my angle. Well, I'm not very funny. You work on that so. angle. Okay. We're we're out. I want